This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. From high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium, here's Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco. Back to live action here at Harry Harvey Stadium for the start of this fourth quarter. And the question of the night for this game, Greg, is what is the greatest nation in the world? Domination. 35 <laughs> nothing score. Marvel oh. Newtown driving once again. It's It's been a near-perfect contest. Uh, yeah, you kind of wonder, too, when, when the Tigers are going to hit the ceiling here as they just continue to forge forward and put points on the board. Well, I'll tell you what, if they didn't have the uh, the mercy rule, you don't know where the ceiling is, but uh, this time ticks away very quickly now as Johnson does the center hand off to Duffy. He gets a couple yards there on third down, not nearly close enough to the first down, but maybe close enough for Adam Fender to come on for a field goal. We'll and the see. Big, the big man in the linebacking corner, Martin Shields, on the stop number 51. So it was only a gain of three there. Fourth down and three, and they will bring out. They will bring out Adam Fender for a field goal. Looks like it's spotted at the 23-yard line, so 33-yarder. The kick is down. It is away. It is sliding to the left, and it is good. Just snuck it in there inside that left goalpost. So, even when some things tend to go wrong, they go right tonight for the Marple Newtown offense. They lead now 38 to nothing, 11-14 to go here in this contest. Yeah, was a nice kick there by Adam Fender. And puts a little bit more distance. Uh, not that they need much more distance, but a solid kick by Fender. And as we see beside us, the, uh, the coaches taking a very relaxed attitude. Usually they're very tense, even, even with big leads, but now they're starting to relax a little bit. Even they're, even they're enjoying this uh, humongous lead. So, with the change in possession for the fourth quarter, Marple Newtown will be kicking from left to right, which means the St. Pius X winged Lions will be going from our right to our left once they receive the ball. As usual, number eight. Astimer and number 40, Tarlecki, the deep men, both back around the 10-yard line, awaiting Adam Fender's boot. Interesting ploy here for Fender. Let's see if he is able to sky another one because uh, even well-documented the Lions' problems fielding clean kicks. This time he pounds into the carpet. It hits a man at the 33-yard line. He tries to bounce outside. And is finally gang-tackled three yards behind there at the 30. Well, pounced on by Nick Stevens and originally wrapped up by G... Well, actually, no, by number 44 of the Tigers, Matt Vandergriff. Well, that time it was number 25, Tyler Pollock, for the Lions fielding that and fielding it more relatively cleanly than at any time in this contest. 
for a ball that basically was taking a, a humongous AstroTurf hop. Yeah, the, this AstroTurf is weird. Uh, the ball, when it comes down, it kind of sits down. But if it's on the ground to start, it's kind of like a baseball. You don't know when it's going to hop. Especially if it's right there at the, at the dead center of the field where the, the drainage allows the pitch to be on like a, a sort of an inverted V. And if you hit it there, you never know where exactly that bounce is going to come. So a first down and 10 for the 31-yard line. And the handoff goes once again to Astheimer. He gets across the 35. And that time, will number 50, Brian Kelly, as we start to see the second unit come in to this Tigers defense, making the stop. Pick up on the play of five there, pushing through the pile. Second down and five from the 36 with 9.50 remaining in the contest. A solid 38-0 lead for the Marple Newtown Tigers. So Parkinson once again under center. Two wide receivers, one split wide to the left, one split wide to the right, two backs. It's a handoff once again to Astheimer. He gets up across the 40, close to the first down. Let's see where the spot is. He might have gotten it. And taken down amongst the linebacking core that time as number 42, Joe Carini, makes the stop. And it looks like the way they are moving the, the down markers, no measurement needed. Just got enough for that first down. So first and 10 for St. Pius at the 43. 9.03 to go here in this contest. And we see Ryan Duffy getting some time in the secondary along with Ryan White. That's another handoff this time to Tarlecki. He gets up the middle across the 50. 45-40. Tries to cut back towards the center of the field again, and he's finally dragged down at about the 38. And a nice tackle that time by number 55, Steve DiMaria, who's also uh, a new face into that core. So for the first time in quite a while, the Lions here uh, moving the ball well. But, you know, you can do anything you want, basically, when you're down by... 38 points with yeah. time slowly ticking away. It's You hate to call it garbage yards because that, that, that's not really necessarily fair to the offense, but you know, there's, not, there's not a whole lot of pressure on the defense to stop. It's a keeper again by Parkinson who pitches it to the outside. Astheimer tries to get towards the right sideline. Let's see, does he get the 30? No, I think he's just shy of it. So, maybe a pickup of six or seven on that one. And on the... So, it's a, a solid game so far, and, and the Tigers are pretty much set to win here, barring a major, major collapse of epic proportions. Uh, well, here, I'm impressed with Parkinson and Astheimer and Tarlecki in particular, the three guys whose names we've called most often tonight. There's no quitting these guys. There's a handoff once again to Tarlecki up the middle. And he easily picks up that first down. Looks like he gets a gain of three or four. And as I was saying, when you only have to rely on a handful of guys and you're down uh, by this much, it's very easy to sort of pack it in. But again, the Lions consistently throughout the game have chewed up vast chunks of yardage again through the middle of the field, but not so when they got inside the 30s. Yeah, well, I'll be very interested to see what the time of possession is when the stats come out this tomorrow. It's probably even, given the fact that Marble Newtown you know, is moving the ball with maybe 10, 20-yard chunks and has scored very quickly. 
Astheimer with the carry again on first down from the 23. He just barely makes it to the 20. I'm sure if you're the Tigers and you're the second unit that's getting a lot more playing time now, you want to say, okay, let's let's show them something to look at for down the road, down the line, uh, playing-wise. So you're going to try and stop the Lions from breaking this uh, 38 to nothing shutout as it stands right at the moment. So seven points to this unit that's in on defense is big. Right, it's also not the end of the world because even even in, inside scoring drives, you know the coaches are such that they can uh, review the tapes at individual guys and at certain units, they can also do good things. As there's a touchdown pass from Parkinson to number seven, Dylan Pasek. So Parkinson to Pasek just kind of caught the coverage off guard and well, was able to score. Pasek using that. Height advantage, six foot three, one sixty-five, lanky sophomore. As Parkinson just laid it up there perfectly, and the receiver came down and got it. One foot in bounds, and it is now thirty-eight to six with six oh six remaining in the contest. And they bring in the kicking unit, and it is number thirteen. Corey Egan will do the place kicking. Oh no, excuse me. Actually, they switch it up. Number twenty-seven, who is unlisted, doing the kicking duties. So the unknown soldier, and it doesn't matter. Extra no point good. is shanked wide to the left. So only six points. Small victory for the second unit there. Of course, you can really hardly find fault if you're up by 38 and then you're allowed to score <laughs> with time rapidly running out. But again, it gives the Marple Newtown offense, who I'm sure is still in attack mode, another yeah. chance just to see what they can do. And, and even if they aren't in attack mode, they're in. Let's take this clock down and, and, and go home and take the W and get back to 5 and 6 and, right. and look forward the next week against Academy Park. Because with the way they've just imposed their will over the last couple of games, if they set their minds to just getting 2, 3, 4 yards per carry, that's it. They can get the ball deep in their own territory, make a long drive out of it, maybe not score, and definitely wipe off at least 5 minutes on the clock. And now with it being only a 32-point lead, Mercy Rule does stand, as we mentioned earlier, the... For all your viewers questioning whether or not that stands, uh, it, it, as soon as it's enacted, it's not taken away. It's part of the ruling, no matter how close the score gets. So the Tigers with two men back deep. And last kickoff was... Uh, Alfin Giordano. There's a low squib kick. Coming down to Matt Vandegrift at the 28, across the 30, across the 35. And a nice job by Vandergriff to hold on to the football. Tackled by Galloway, number 32 for the Lions. So a little something to work with here up across the 36. So 36 is the spot of the ball, 64 yards, 5.43 to go. Probably 5.30 by the time that Johnson gets under center. So again, with a little bit of breathing room, all the Lions can see is just the time melting away and them not having the ball and having to defend. Diaguardi and Duffy, the men in the backfield, no wide receivers on this set. As play is paused momentarily. And a timeout by uh, the head coach of the Lions, George Parkinson. Parkinson, excuse me, the father of that quarterback. You know, he, now, you know now he's going to have guys come up to the booth. Yeah, it's bad enough that guys are getting beat and they have to mispronounce his name. <laughs> Better hide yourself, Greg. I will. <laughs> 5.23 to go here in the contest. And we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network, presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. 
There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Back to live action at Harvey Stadium for what could be Marple Newtown's ultimate, possibly penultimate possession of the contest. 5.23 to go up, 38-6, and first and 10 at their own 36-yard line. And it's a handoff to... Ben Lowe, who gets a, a, a move up around the 40, 45, 50, carries him in by another four or five yards across the 45 into enemy territory and finally wrestled down at about the 44-yard line. Yeah. Well, as, as Ryan Ferguson enters for Kevin Johnson at the quarterback position, Ben Lowe gets his name in the column and the stat sheet now. Does he, the senior who has not seen... Oh, and Jeff Brooks gets number, numbered directly for a hold and brings that whole thing back. That's the first numbered we've had of the day. You typically in high school football, they do not number the player for the penalty was on so as not to. Well, sir, my, our apologies to KYW's Brandon Brooks, a Marple Newtown parent that your son gets on the broadcast, but unfortunately it's not for a good thing. We know he'll make up for it for however long he's in this contest you know, with 4.40 to go. Second down and 21 from the 25. There's another handoff. Only gets a couple uh, yards off left tackle this time by Duffy. Uh, number, number 16, Ryan Everly checks in. His first uh, attempts in the ballgame. Second down and 21 now. And we have another stoppage of play. Dead ball foul, illegal substitute. Fence, five yards, still second down. So something that helps out this Marble Newtown drive. A defensive penalty, five yards. For that, uh, as you heard, illegal substitution man coming in. One of the field too late. Second down. And it, from the 33-yard line, uh, looks like a botched uh, handoff there. That's Goes the, for no gain. That's the kind of thing that happens when you have a younger quarterback in center uh, trying to re-up on uh, their chemistry in the snap. Is so it will be a third down. And just about 13, 14 from the 32-yard line. Clock continues to run, 322, 321, 320 remaining. Ferguson back under center. It's a handoff to Duffy. He gets across the 40, across the 35, across the 40, and up close to that first down. Maybe within one or two yards. Nice, Excellent uh, slash and burn run by the youngster. And a nice job there by him finding the hole and bursting through it. 
And getting a uh, short yardage situation here. Uh, giving him 11 yards now, so fourth down and two. And we'll stick with the offense as Ferguson remains in the huddle. And why the heck not? So number 81, Vince Christiana, comes in. And Vince Christiana's grandfather will be happy. Uh, he's a friend of my family. Gets a big shout-out here on the broadcast. Congratulations. That's a bad snap there. Ferguson picks it up, though. Bounces off tackles one, two, but he is unable to get outside on the left. And he stopped about probably for a loss of one or two there. So not the best of plays, but regardless, the clock will continue to move here as we have just over two minutes left. And then it's probably going to be the last drive of the contest for Marple Newtown. So, And with the running clock, it's probably about eight plays depending on how quickly they move. If they yeah, that, that's, that, huddle, that's a fair estimate, right, especially with the way that Parkinson has been tending to pass the ball for big yardage. Nonetheless, Lions get the ball on the Marple Newtown 44. Another timeout on the field with 1.48 to go here in this contest. Marple Newtown ahead 38-6. to You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network, presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. You're listening to Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco on the Tigers Radio Network, bringing you exclusive coverage of Marple Newtown football only on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Brought to you exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. Back to live action here at Harvey Stadium in the waning minutes of this contest. Marple Newton ahead 38-6, but the final drive, we suppose, of the contest for the Lions here. As they set up first and 10 as a shotgun formation, this time to number 22, Nathan Breidenbach. Shifts it to the outside to number 44, John Anishevsky. And Vince Christiana, number 81, coming up to make the stop from the corner position on the running back. Gain of only two on that play. So, second down and a long eight from the 42 as time continues to melt away. 115 remaining. Bryden back once again under center is moving back into the shotgun formation. Two wide receivers split to the near side, one to the far side. It's a high snap. And it's a flea flicker to number 82 down the field. Zach Stone has a man deep, but it is broken up. And it looked like Mario Diaguardi was on the coverage that time. And Zach Stone at 6'4", 182. I don't know how, but he managed to sneak up on everybody. Calmly threw the ball downfield, had a man across the field, but just fell incomplete. Excellently defended by Diaguardi. 37 seconds left, so this will be the final two play. Play two plays of the contest depending on what happens here. Third down and eight from the 42. Breidenbach once again under center, the sophomore. One man in motion is John DeStefano. Breidenbach rolls back, rolls out that near midfield. Overthrows his receiver. He had number four, Rich Molinaro. Close to the first down marker on the far sideline, but just plain overthrew him. That should do it. 
And that, that is going to do it because both sides are just walking right onto the field. Two, one, all zeros. So who would have fuck it? The Marple Newtown Tigers, who began this season 0-5, have rallied. They are now 5-6 and six on the season with one regular season contest to go next week in order to draw even on the year. They come up with an absolutely dominating from start to finish 38-6 victory over the winged Lions of St. Pius X from Pottstown of Montgomery County. As we had the long handshake here, it's one of the, one of the best traditions in any sport at any level. You know, you finish beating each other's brains in between the hash marks, but when it's over, you know, well done. From Upper Newton, it's a, it's a, a thank you, a heartfelt thank you to the Lions to come down all the way from Western Montgomery County after Pencrest was removed from the schedule due to the PIAA playoffs. They played their heart outs, but it just clearly was not enough as Marple Newtown imposed its will from the opening kickoff on, and they post a 32-point victory. So we'll be back here with the Wrap and a Pack, and you're listening to the Tigers Radio Network, presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back at live action here at Harry Harvey Stadium as the, everybody begins to file out at the end of a 38-6 decisive victory for the Marple Newtown Football Tigers. And a re- quick recap of the scoring in the first quarter. It's Kevin Johnson, a big 29-yard hookup to Dan Giordano. And then second quarter, Nick Stevens, four-yard touchdown right up the middle, untouched, followed by Graziano's 14-yard run. Third quarter, First play of the second half, Graziano, a kick return, we estimate at least of 85 yards to set the tone. And then Graziano again, a 40-yard rush. And in the fourth quarter, Adam Fender finishes it off, 33-yard field goal. That's pretty much the story well, the right there. It's, it's, it's as clear as day. Well, the last few weeks, uh, the name Graziano has come up in the stat scores and, and all over the place for uh, numerous things, a 1,000-yard milestone. And tonight he finally gets that kick return he's been trying to get all season. He's been close a few times. He has 1,179 rushing yards coming into the contest. We'll see what the official tally is. It's easily over 100, probably in the area of 150, 160. So he does have that outside outside shot at 1,500 for the season's finale. Well, the the most interesting thing or the more interesting thing about this game tonight was how how many people contributed on the offensive side. You had Mario Diaguardi, Ryan Duffy, Kevin Johnson, Nick Stevens, Phil Graziano, Dan Giordano. Pretty much everybody got involved in this game tonight, and there will be a lot of names in the uh, box score tomorrow. And those those especially who did not touch the football did an excellent job as the offensive line just from the start had a tremendous amount of holes consistently for the backs to run through. And Kevin Johnson, what can you say? I'd give him a game ball. Excellent play again on both sides of the football. Broke up oh. three passes and also threw for two. I, I also think he uh, he was perfect through the air again tonight, which 
I believe it was about right. I, I, there was five, only maybe four, four or, five or five passes, passes the whole so game. That would put him at nine for nine the last couple of games, especially when one t- three touchdowns total, one tonight. No interceptions, so, most importantly. No interceptions, so that QB rating goes and stays high again this week. Look out, Steve Young. <laughs> so if, if there was a uh, Heisman Trophy for the last couple of weeks, uh, it would he would be the front runner at the moment. Well, once again, the final score: the Marple Newtown Tigers thirty-eight. And Wicked Lions of St. Pius the Tenth Six, and for executive producer Jim Alsman and color man and engineer, everything rolled into one. Greg Pecko, I'm Bob Herpin, saying we will join you just before seven o'clock next Friday for the season finale. Marple Newtown takes on Academy Park High School. So until then, have a good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Our next podcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented on Friday, November 14th, when the Marple Newtown Tigers play host to the Knights of Academy Park High School. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Coverage of that game will be provided by Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco of the Tigers Radio Network on www marplenewtownfootball.com Until then, for Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco, I'm Jim Alsman wishing you a good night from Harry Harvey Stadium and Go Tigers!